All right. Well, let's begin with a prayer. So grateful, so thankful for the love of God showing up as each one of us. So grateful for the love of God flowing in through and around every one of us. So grateful for divine wisdom flowing in our awareness. So grateful for divine compassion in our hearts and in our minds. We are grateful and thankful to partner up together to remember the truth about ourselves, our clients, our families, our friends in the world. So grateful that our mind is the mind of God. So grateful to join together in the healing dialogue for this holy purpose of being truly helpful. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. So um, I'm just, uh, mostly this is your time to ask questions and we focus on that. Uh, I do have a few things I'd like to share. Um, one thing is I'm, I'm learning how to <clears throat> be a, a more effective leader and administrator. It's not, um, administration is not my thing. And uh, uh, Sheila's helping me, Angela's helping me. Linda's helping me, uh, and so we are creating um, things that will support you. I think in the next day or two, I'll have all the audios from the last training uploaded into a podcast for those who were there, um, and uh, I... Uh, uh, I've been talking with uh, Lori and Angela and Linda about uh, creating some templates for sessions that I'm calling activation sessions and acceleration sessions where um, we follow a certain template. It's a process to be followed. And uh, the idea would be to offer this to people who were contemplating taking Finding Freedom or Masterful Living, people who were coming to the spiritual counseling training um, or contemplating it, people who I, I even today I realized, gosh, wouldn't it be great if everybody who was going to the forgiveness retreat in October could also do one of these activation acceleration. So I'm just, I've really been holding in my mind and, and energizing that I can learn how to help people more and to be more effective with supporting people and releasing resistance and reluctance and no longer playing small. You know, it's just one of the, the things that I, I'm focused on. You know, so, some people in their classes, they're really talking about, oh, teaching spiritual principle kind of 101 and I do that in my own unique way but it's really about activating people to be loving to be compassionate to see that the power of God is the power in them and so I'm very excited about this uh, and um, in the next <clears throat> couple of weeks um, what I'm asking Lori and uh, Angela and Linda to do is to do one of the, these uh, activation 
and acceleration sessions with everybody uh, in this program, starting with the people in this program, so that you can experience it for yourself, and then we can uh, discuss it some more, and we can fine-tune it, and then you can begin practicing it with people in Masterful Living, and then you can, and you can practice it with your clients, and uh, so I'm feeling that it's going to bring great benefit to us all. And um, so, Lori, uh, since you were there and I in our meetings uh, with Angela and um, oh, and Angela's there too. If you want to just say tiny bit, just tiniest bit about that to anybody. Sure. Um. The activation session is just a way to find out and to get a person really enthusiastic and and really tapped into living a miracle in a miraculous life. And it helps them to, to see in that during that process that it is possible. And it really helps have the experience of realizing what the miracle feels like and what staying the same and not doing anything feels like, and then they're at a choice point and it inspires. It's a, it was very inspirational. Yeah. And we, we really just touched the surface of it. We really did not go into it in depth, but um, that's what we're going to do. And um, of course it's optional, but uh, I feel very energized and excited about it. So that's coming. <clears throat> and, and, um, uh, as I think many of you know, but perhaps not all of you know, Linda is now working part-time for the ministry, and so she is um, in the customer care department. So um, in addition to going to Angela, you can go to Linda, and Linda's uh, probably going to be more available to support you in the program. So if you have questions, Linda at JenniferHadley.com. And one more thing, which um, I genius that I am, I realized a way that uh, we can have you and your clients do your evaluations that will be so much easier. You won't have to make PDFs. You don't have to use Dropbox, no emailing. Just fill out the form online. And so um, Angela and Linda are working on that and uh, hope to have that for you next week. And it'll just make things easier. And so it's fine what you've done so far. Don't, you know, that's all good. And, um, but for going forward, I think this is just going to be so much easier. It's, uh, so you'll see. Yeah. So all things being said uh, that I needed to say that I can think of. Oh, one more thing is Tina's last day was last Friday. And um, she uh, and we have a new person coming on board who's starting on Thursday. Her name is Carrie. And um, she's lovely. And... Um, uh, so she's going to have a lot to learn 
and Linda's learning a lot, but I feel really great about, I'm doing a reconfiguration of the customer care team. And so I'm just very excited about how it's going and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. So, um, so we, I love Tina, blessing her on her way. And uh, so uh, just to, if you have anything that you need for uh, like, you know, if it's related to um, payment processing or anything like that, you can go to Glazy, G-L-A-Z-Y at jenniferadley.com and um, other kinds of curriculum type issues and things like that. You can go to Linda for now until we give Carrie a chance to get up to speed. But you can always write to admin and then um, Glazy will assign things according to what... Um, who can best answer your your request? So, question sharing. Uh, I just have a question of, uh, about Tina. Where is she going? I don't know uh, yet. She hasn't. I don't know that she has a new job yet. I'm not sure. So I don't know. Okay. She hasn't discussed it with me. I don't really quite know exactly. So she's got um, separants and different things that she's taking with her. So uh, what she told me when we talked last on Friday was that she was going to do some things and have some fun, which is nice. Mm. She's worked hard for a long time, so I'm very happy for her. I'm sure we'll find out. I hope so. So who has anything of interest to share that they've discovered in the last month about counseling or any quandaries that have come up, questions, things like that? And nice to see the top half of your head there, Allison. Thank you. Thank you. I can't position. I was on another computer and couldn't get logged in correctly. So I jumped onto this one. So it's a little weird, but I'm here half of me, but whole, I'm wholeheartedly here. <laughs> so glad you are. Sheila. I have a question and it really is a wish. Maybe I'm wondering if it would be possible right now on the website where we are is under the classes. So I think that it's a little bit challenging to find counseling on the button, unless you know to look under the classes. I'm wondering if it might be possible to move counseling out to a button by itself on the link, or if maybe we don't have enough room that might be why it's there. Yeah, it would take reconfiguring the navigation bar, which is no small task. I gotcha. I gotcha. But why would that be helpful to you? Well, I'm sending people to the website. Okay. So um, why not, okay, why not give them the direct link? Oh, yeah, I could do that too. There's no way to direct link to our profile, is it? It always comes up to the master list? It does. Okay, great. Thank you. It does, but one of the things that's on my list of things to do that I've talked with my web team about is um, and it's it's going to take 
a little bit of time to get it done. Um, but to create a basic, simple website that would be, um, that then would serve your basic needs in terms of who, who you are, your bio, your rates, your what, whatever you'd like to say about yourself and how to book an appointment and things like that. Creating a, just a simple uh, website that could also be found by Google in search engines and um, that would not be expensive. You know, we could just clone them all and you could, you know, have pick a color or do something like that and apply it. And uh, we can make it very simple in order to make it very inexpensive for everybody. So that's on my list. And if anybody would like to um, work on that with me, because what I'd like to be able to do is off, you know, I believe me, websites are one of my biggest expenses as a ministry, one of our biggest expenses. And we get the best prices in town uh, because my web designer is one of my best friends for 20 years. And um, I, I'm her, I was her second client. And uh, so she built my first website in 1997. And um, she, uh, and my website was the first website that had more than one page <laughs> that she built. And um, she gives a nonprofit rate. I mean, and uh, so what I would like to do is really to keep the expenses way, way low so that it just, wouldn't cost everybody a lot of money. That's my goal. So, um, yeah, if anybody would like to put input into that, uh, we could have a little website team that, because the less I'm involved, the faster it can get done. <laughs> this I know. And I don't need to be involved. I really don't. Because what, what my web team knows, and uh, I, I just, there's no need for me to be involved. I can answer a couple of questions here and there. But if I'm the one that has to follow through on everything, I, I just, I, I don't have much time. So if somebody would like to work on that, if somebody has enthusiasm for that, uh, let me know. Or let, let Linda know. Or Angela. <laughs> I have a question, actually. Hi, everybody. Hi, Angela. Uh, if we have our own website, could we link it, or would it make sense to keep it uniform? You know, I think it's up to you. I think it's up to you. Um, gosh, a very long time ago, maybe 15, 16 years ago, I got this idea of doing, uh, this is pre-Facebook, doing a Facebook kind of thing for lightworkers, where we could, we could um, write testimonials for each other. Wouldn't that be great? You, have, you can write testimonials for each other. Because I realized, well, who are the people most likely to have a massage? Who are the people most likely to go to a cranial sacral therapist? Who are the most people, people most likely to go to spiritual counselors? You know, it's we're most likely to use each other's services because we value them and understand them. So having a... Like that's one of the components of having a, a, a professional website uh, and, and, and having a simplified uniform thing is 
let's have a form to fill out for your clients where they could go and fill out um, a testimonial and they could upload a photograph of themselves and they could upload the words and just to make, because this is, and for me, the same with uh, adding spiritual counselors to the website. So these aspects of these things, um, we can make them more um, uniform and have clear pathways and get me out of it. And it's just, I'm telling you, it will all happen much faster. So we could have Linda uh, work on this too. And um, so if you have any thoughts about what you would like to include or not include on these websites, of course, my web designer is an expert, you know, but um, uh, the main things I would think would be just the basics that you can imagine. Angela. Okay. <laughs> I do have a question. Um, so I will say this cause I had issues getting on here, but um, the activation activation session I did. Um, I don't know if I can attribute all the intense healing that's happened since that mini one. So watch out. Okay. Um, yeah. Watch out. Uh, the thing that I was feeling and, and that I'm feeling from all my healing is uh, just the reminder to come back to the inner guide. And so as you have a client who's coming to you because you'll provide a safe space to talk and it may feel like you have wisdom to share. Um, and I feel like what I come up against is getting so excited that I offload a lot that I was thinking that what I would want to ask you to elaborate on a bit is how in the session it's, it could be used to guide the client to themselves. Like I feel you do it in class. You know, I've been on the receiving end. I feel like Lori did that recently to me where it's just guide the client back within themselves where they wouldn't feel like you're avoiding doing your job, but you're actually holding that space to guide them back to themselves. Yeah, that's, um, it's such a good question, Angela, and uh, it's so valuable to us all because what I've learned for sure about spiritual counseling is that the client has the answers within them. We share the same mind, and it's always more potent for the client to have the realization <laughs> than it is for us to tell it always more potent for them to have their own realization. Now, when you think about uh, the prayer that I teach, the G-O-D-S prayer, the D part, the declaration, is what um, in science of mind prayer treatment, they would call the realization part of the prayer. It's where you're, you're declaring the realization that you'd like to have the realization of truth, the realization of wholeness, the realization of freedom. You're making those declarative statements about the realization. <clears throat> and um, what you're intending is to have a realization as you are praying. So, um, and that's the healing. 
And uh, one of my, my, my favorite quote from Ernest Holmes is, and I don't consider myself a Holmes scholar, so I just want to preface that, but <clears throat> my favorite quote from Ernest Holmes, the founder of Science of Mind, is that the only time that it takes to have a healing is the time that it takes to have a realization. So time is not a factor in our healing. Time heals nothing. As uh, Martin Luther King Jr. said so eloquently, there's nothing in the nature of time that heals anything. Time is, has no volition, it's inert, it's nothing. It's a construct to help us process things with our mind. Time cannot heal anything, it heals no wounds whatsoever. Uh, but, um, and so the only time that it takes to have a healing is the time that it takes to have a realization. How much time does it take to have a realization? It's just our willingness, that's all. So our willingness is all that's required. And when the client has the realization, the healing is happening. So we can't hand the client the realization. We help them, we hold it in our mind, you know? So that's the thing is, uh, cause I've, I've seen many people, it's just, I, I feel it's far more helpful that I realize, oh, this person, their issue is they have this belief about themselves. And it's far, it's just far more helpful if I'm asking them questions, helping them to speak it out loud, to, to think it and realize it themselves, than it is for me to just tell it to them. Oh, you've got this belief. So, um, you know, the original, uh, I mean, uh, when Freud was uh, walking the earth and starting out, people called what he did the talking cure, right? People were talking to him. Um, but we're not the ones doing the talking. The client is having realizations. And for me, I think one of the reasons why it's easy for me to understand that is because that's how I operate. So, um, for instance, when um, we, we were interviewing this new woman, Carrie, um, Danny, who was interviewed her before I did, Danny said, one of the things about Jennifer is um, she likes to give you instructions by talking with you. She would prefer to do that than to write them down and give them to you. And most people on my team, everybody will say to me, can you write those things down and email them to me? And I say, oh, that would be lovely, but that's not gonna happen. Uh, because I don't like doing that. And I find I leave so many things out and I'm unclear. And there's a, I have a better chance of being clear if people can hear my voice and ask me questions. And so I, I, I like the joining together with two people in, in, in this way um, as a way of healing. It's just being the two or more who are gathered or being in a team, to me, it just feels far more inspired and, and healing, no matter what we're doing. Yeah, but so, and everybody's personality is different. So that would be one thing for you to, to, 
to look at too, each one of you. Angela, what, what are you on the Enneagram? Do you know? I'm a two. Okay. So it would make sense then that as the two, you're, you're, you're more inclined to be, you know, giving, helpful. The two is the giver, the helper, right? So, um, and me as an eight, uh, you know, the boss, uh, you know, the leader, the boss, the visionary. Uh, so I've learned that, that, that bossy, I could be Miss Bossy Pants, but I, I prefer not to be. I'd rather be the leader who calls someone to their own awareness. Yeah, what I was just getting is that uh, recently with calls with people in our group, what has felt like the gift for me was the giving of a few questions that were very, but a lot of space for me to talk. And I think that's where the client would have all that space to find realizations, talk themselves into them. And it's almost like when I take a yoga class, when a teacher gives me lots of space, I'm happy. I feel that's my time. So I can almost see the connection between the gift is the space. No. Like a question. One of the most challenging things for some people to really allow the space. So that's one of the things that um, has always been a part of the counseling training and the facilitator training is giving the, the people an opportunity to marinate, to simmer, to come to their own awareness. Um, and um, I, one of the things that I think is helpful about being with a client in person or being able to see your client on video is that you're not wondering if there's silence, did they drop the call? or did they hit the mute button, is something going on, you can see uh, where they are by their facial expressions, you know, and, and, and how they're holding themselves. Because sometimes with clients, it's really good to let them have a long time to think about it. And for, for some people, that's extremely challenging to just be comfortable in the silence. And, you know, one of the things that I felt very strongly when I first started out counseling, I really had this idea like I had to do something. You know, I had to perform some miracle. I had to have the golden nugget for them. I had to uh, be able to uh, just have some incredible insight or wisdom. And I felt unqualified for that. I was willing, but I didn't feel assured. And so I, I learned to really rely on God because I just was like, oh God, you've got to, you've got to help out here because I have no idea. Oh my God, I have no idea. And I, I didn't wish to mislead anyone or think that I know or be arrogant in that way. Um, because I'd, I'd already, by then, I'd already experienced so much 
pain in my life from my own arrogance of thinking that I knew what was best for people. And I just didn't want to have any more of that. So what I found was spirit would consistently, without fail, guide me and direct me. You know, and some clients are not so willing. They, they want you to be able to fix them, but they're not so willing to really um, have a healing. You know, lots of people are not willing to look at their stuff, but they still want to have a healing, you know? And I've been in that position many times where I was really intent on having a healing, but the idea of looking at my stuff was terrifying to me. So I understand that. And we can tell the difference between someone who's terrified to look at their stuff and incredibly willing and someone who's not so willing and is hoping you can fix them. There's a real difference and we can feel the difference. We can't fix anyone. It's not possible. But we can know the truth about them and that is profoundly healing to them. But it, if we're thinking we have to fix them, we're thinking they're broken. And then right there, we're on the wrong track. Because nobody's broken. Nobody needs fixing. It's that realization of truth so we hold the realization and we hold the light and they come to the light. We don't have to bring the light to them. They come to the light. And it's important that they come to the light. It's like it was important that that man took up his bed and walked. You know, they took the roof off in order to get him in there on his bed and they laid him down. Jesus said, Get up. Enough. You're living in the past. You don't have to. Got it? And the guy was like, whoa, I get it. Okay. But Jesus didn't sit there for three hours helping the man process because Jesus knew the truth and he knew how to hold it in such a way that the guy got it like that and was able to get up and walk. And he did. And he left him. He went out and did other things. Any follow-up questions on that, Angela? I think the answer is always I'll be led to the questions. And I think I'm just voicing that I'm desiring to um, just hold that in my mind to um, lead them to themselves, but I noticed in class, like you'll say, let's take a moment, let's take a breath, put your hand on your heart and kind of guide the class for that shift inward. So, um, I don't think I do that very often in my sessions as I think of it. So there's something. Yeah. Well, one thing is to really hold in your mind, uh, in your own prayer work in the session that you're going to be led and guided to the highest and best for your client. And, you know, for me, it took me quite a while, years to really not bring the ego to the session, to have no attachment to the outcome. And how I was able to get to no attachment to the outcome was 
just learning to trust that spirit's got this. I don't have to make it happen. I couldn't if I wanted to anyway. So, but I can, I can hold the truth and know the truth and join with the client in their willingness and know that the healing is occurring and we cannot fail. I can do all of that. I've learned to do all of that. And I do think one of the great benefits of having your counseling sessions on video or on Skype or FaceTime or Zoom or something like that is um, you're not distracted. I once had a client who um, was in the entertainment industry and someone who was used to um, performing uh, to audiences and um, getting special treatment and all kinds of things like that as a performer. And um, uh, one time we were doing a session on the phone and they were multitasking. I could hear, you know, they were doing things, puttering around their house and, you know, in the kitchen and things like that. We were on the phone and, um, and I just, I just said to them, I said, um, I feel that, um, you'll be better served if you sit still and focus. And, um, I feel that your, um, all the moving around is just a way to not really be present to yourself. And uh, I'm, I'm all in for you here. So let's, let's join together in that. I'm going to ask you to um, do whatever you need to do and then to come present and be present with me like we were sitting in the same room together. And um, the whole energy shifted. It was just too hard to even try to have a conversation with them, you know? And these days, people would actually do a phone session with you while they were surfing on their phone and stuff like that. No, not doing that. Because then they'll say, oh, yeah, she's not that good. You know, not really. I tried spiritual counseling. It didn't work for me. Ego's looking for an excuse. What else? I have a question. Catherine. Yes. Um, I'm having a bit of a problem with getting, getting my um, bio written. And I just wonder if you have any suggestions as to how to do that <laughs> because when I you know I I don't know I I guess there's so much there but I have to figure out what's the best way to say it and what's important to say yeah I think that's that a great question 
So, and, and we can even, you know, these uh, calls are transcribed, so we can even take what's in this uh, and it can become part of our, uh, our written instructions for new counselors. So I'm glad that you asked. So um, I think one step would be to uh, look at what do you feel that is from your life experience, from your heart, from your desire, that brings benefit to your clients. So for instance, because I know you, <clears throat> I know uh, that you have a lot of experience in 12 step. That would be very helpful to some people. They would like to know that. Yes. Um, and you also, uh, you are a Course in Miracles student. Your grandmother. Um, things like that might be helpful to a client. Mm -hmm. um, that they they would like someone who can understand where they're coming from. So yes. you might write a few sentences. You know, here's the other thing is when um, uh, one of my your your this is a writing exercise, writing the bio. And um, I, uh, years ago, back in the 90s, I saw Charles Schultz, the cartoonist, uh, the creator of Peanuts, the cartoons. Um, he was being interviewed by Katie Kirk on the Today Show. And she said to him, um, uh, do you ever get writer's block? And he said, no, I write every day. I don't get writer's block. Writer's block is for amateurs. He said, a real writer just writes, some of it's good, some of it's not good, some of it you use, some of it you don't. It does, it's no big deal. You just write what you write. And, and that's my approach to writing too. Some days I'm writing things that are like, dang, this is good, whoa, I love it. Some days I'm writing my daily espresso, I'm crying. I love it. It's so healing as I'm writing it. And other days, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's good. I don't feel like it's bad or anything, but it's not as great as it was a different day. And it just is what it is. And I, I, I share it. So that's the thing is don't feel like you have to write something that people are going to you know, you're going to get a Pulitzer Prize for it or anything like that. It's just, <laughs> you're, you're putting down sentences that will be helpful. So just start writing sentences that would be helpful to people without any attachment of the form or how they work together in a paragraph and things like that. Just start writing down points uh, that are important to you. And uh, you can go through and look at the other bios. They're all different because each individual is different and they have different things that they like people to know about them or say about them. Some people feel it's important to say what their um, um, education is, uh, you know, what trainings they've had. It, it's really just up to you. And, um, and then once, once you draft it, um, I, I will come along and edit it. 
I will do that. Okay. So I've, I've edited everybody's bios. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs editing. I sure do. Most of the time, I don't have anyone editing me, and it just and then I'll read it two years later, and I go, "Oh yeah, this could have been edited." <laughs> oh well, that's that's very helpful. That's a that's a good good start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and even to share, like some people have written in their bios why they're enthusiastic about it. You know what uh, what they have a passion for. Um, you know, and like, I think it would be perfectly reasonable. Like I just flashed into my mind, if Tina were going to write a bio, if she were going to be doing spiritual counseling, she would write a bio and she would include something about her pets because she's got four pets and she calls them her fur family and they're so vital to her existence. And so she would probably put something in there about that. And, um, you know, if you someone had a passion for nature, or just, you know, anything like that, you could include it, not that you need to, or you should. Uh, and if anybody would like to edit their bio, um, you could, um, could probably give the whole new edit to Glazy and she could have it um, put in there for you. Glazy mm -hmm. and because she mm. works with the web team all the time okay. and she might even be able to do it herself thank you yeah does anybody else have any ideas for Catherine I did start like a template but not to you know give form to it but for people who felt like they didn't have a start so we have a template started and I picked sentences from examples, people's that are already up, just to highlight what, how people introduce themselves, how they, yeah, how they talked about how they came into counseling and what, what they're offering and, and things. That, so, you know, that's something that hasn't been passed through you yet, but we are kind of making something like that. And so you can help us so that it's available for people if they feel stuck or overwhelmed. Right. Mm -hmm. And I also think one of the, it's something you could you could book a session with one of the other counselors mm -hmm. who's done it um, and ask them to help you with it in a session. Why not? I was thinking that very same thing a moment before. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah, more will be revealed. Yeah, you <clears throat> find it challenging. Yeah, you know one of the least favorite tasks. I, I mean. I, I have different versions of my, my bio for different things. And, um, you know, sometimes I have to update my bio and it's like, oh, just an interesting fact. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but the, the bios that are on the site, I think, are a wonderful variety. And yeah. they, they really help us to identify things about that person get the flavor of them yes so that's another thing is if you feel like you're because i i send people to the counseling page all the time all the time and they are listed in the masterful living uh 
class pages and the Finding Freedom class pages, and I point people to them that way all the time too. And um, um, so, and people will say, can you recommend one? And 99% of the time I say, just look at the people, read their bios, you'll know who's the one for you. Mm -hmm. I, I really, I trust that. I. I'm not getting a strong feeling. It's, I, I mean, I don't think I, maybe once or twice out of the hundred times I send people there, I might say, you know, take a look at this one. But not really. I don't. I trust their own intuition. And yeah. they'll, they'll feel better, too, if they trust their own intuition. Um, it, and it's good to give people assignments of things to do. So that's not necessarily something you would send people to the website and say you pick someone. So she was doing that. Um, certainly you can, you know, if you, especially if it's like your sister, mm -hmm. you don't want to be your sister's counselor. Right. Because you've already done that. And if it, if it was really, <laughs> she wouldn't need counseling anymore, maybe. But um, yeah, so better to have her find somebody else. But um If you feel like you're not getting referrals, because uh, I do refer people all the time, if you feel like you're not getting referrals, then you might take a look at your photograph, what you've written, and see, oh, could this be shifted? Of course, the number one thing would be your own energy towards it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Good. Because we all share the same mind. So if we feel insecure about it, then, you know, that's being shared in the one mind. But if here's the thing, and this is the thing that we talk about so much in the counseling intensive is that um, I, uh, I'm, you're in a training. When I first became a counselor, you all have had far more practice by the time you entered this program than I had when I ended my practitioner training. In that one week, you have so much more practice than I had in four years, mm -hmm. which is why I do it the way I do it. I had two years of pre-practitioner classes and I had two years of practitioner training. And in my two years of practitioner training, I did one practice 20 minute session. Wow. In two years of training, because it was all about knowing the truth and not practicing counseling. Mm -hmm. So um, we did a lot of other things. Um, Actually, I did internships in different uh, ministries that gave me an opportunity to do one-on-one -on -one work with people in, in grief counseling and in, uh, crisis counseling and things like that. And, but um, so people understand that you're practicing. So you don't have to be an expert. You're a beginner. Mm -hmm. I mean, not everyone in this program is a beginner. 
like Allison is a very experienced counselor um, and uh, for years, how many years have you been a counselor, Allison? Um, for about 10 years, actually. Yeah. A little over 10 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But this is so different. It's it, sometimes it can be kind of a, I mean, it's definitely a benefit because I feel comfortable doing it, but sometimes I feel like there's that wanting to fix things or that feedback or different modalities that you learn that you do with clients that is not necessarily appropriate for spiritual counseling. So sometimes I have to really pull back from interjecting too much. Absolutely. It's such a different format than, um, but yes, it, it's definitely helped me uh, relate to people and just from the experience of practice, like you said, it's just a matter of doing it over and over again that brings comfort, you know, a comfortability to it. So I'm sorry you can't see me. I can't move this screen. I feel like, it, like a, I don't know, there's a cartoon I can't think of where they, that guy's hanging over the fence like he sees their eyes. But. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. For your chair. Well, yeah, it's a long story, yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing, Catherine, is, you know, they're going to you uh, in part because um, they can work with you on a love offering basis. Mm -hmm. uh, and that that uh, makes it affordable for them. They, they know you're not certified yet. So just relax into that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Has anybody had any breakthroughs? I actually did a session last week and what came up for the other person, the healing that happened for the other person um, ended up energetically also this right afterwards, something came up and I asked myself this, the, a similar question that I had asked the person in the session. And um, I responded from that place and I myself got to experience um, something as well, which was really, really interesting. Um, I was working with someone regarding um, asking for what they were worth. And, um, you know, and, and it was more, it was more of, you know, feeling, um, appreciated for the services they offered. And um, right after that, I had a situation where I had a client that I kept asking for a deposit for an event and they weren't getting back to me. And someone else called and asked for that same night. And I at first went to avoid that person because I was waiting for this other person and I just 
clearly communicated with both of them. I said, I'm hesitate. I hesitated getting back to you last night because I was waiting to hear from somebody that said they were going to send a deposit. Um, and right now, whoever is sending the deposit first will get that evening. And I, I sent um, an email to the other person saying, I have another person interested in this night. And I've reached out to you a couple times. And so basically whoever gets back to me first is going to get that evening. And the, the person that hit, the first person that I sent it to got right back to me and she left me a phone message. I was in a session and she said, I will drive over to your house this afternoon and give you the deposit money you saved that night for me. And, um, and the other one was a, a business. And so I felt like I had all of this inner struggle going on, like, oh my gosh, but wait a minute. This person is valuing me. And I called her. We had a great connection. She, um, we were just talking about the details of it. And she said, oh, by the way, I just paid your deposit while we were talking. I, I paid it through PayPal. And I, I, I got off the phone and went to my email. And the, the, the establishment, the business had sent me with an excuse, like, I, sorry, I'm, I didn't have my credit card. Here's the deposit. And I had to actually contact the business and say, you know, I'm really sorry. That person got back to me this morning and paid my deposit. I gave her that evening. And it was just this really different space of not waiting around. And what I heard from spirit was, you better get used to having multiple offers for the same day and be okay with asking for what you need because this is just the beginning. And where before I would have just like not even answered emails or done anything. So I know it came as a result of doing the spiritual counseling for someone and saying, you know, and having that person come to the realization of I am worth it. So I got the healing too. Yeah, that's beautiful. What a great demonstration. You know, Lori, it reminds me of in the truly helpful, I call it the purpose prayer, you know, on page 28 that I talk about constantly. So the last line in that is, I will heal as I let spirit teach me to heal, as I let him teach me to heal. So that's it right there. So all we have to do is allow spirit to demonstrate through us and as us. And in the process, we're healed. And, and Linda helped me through this because I called her and I said, there's, there's a part of me, the spiritual part of me is going, um, you should have just waited. You should have been patient. And she goes, and that's bullshit because that's the ego with the spiritual voice. And I went, oh, I never saw it that way. So it was like, it was so funny. It was so this group, us, we are all so helpful for each other in moments like these for just phone calls or texts or counseling sessions. I cannot even tell you how valuable this community is to me. So... Yeah, and um, 
and where in October there's 14 or 15 people already registered for the training. And um, I think last intensive six out of seven people registered for the certification program. So we'll see about the influx in October. And um, so this is why Linda, Angela, Sheila, those who are working on the, the you know, creating a, a structure uh, on paper and making a clear pathway um, uh, will be very helpful to um, have that in place before um, the intensive is over. But, um, so one of the things with the people like Lori, you came to the intensive in May of 2016, where we had 11 people and many of the people there knew each other quite well. Um, and, um, I think that became a factor. Um, and, um, there was less of that already knowing each other in the um, group that we just did in June. And so one of the things that I would like to ask you and uh, Elizabeth, because Elizabeth, you were there last year too. Um, and Allison went to the one in England. And right. um, so for those who maybe, um, are not experiencing the, the counseling community the same way that you are, Lori um, and Elizabeth, how, how can you recommend that, um, say, Catherine, who hasn't taken Masterful Living yet, or Allison, who hasn't been in Masterful Living for a few years, um, how can you recommend that... Um, they get more tuned in to the counseling, the other counselors as prayer partners, as um, really um, feeling that love and support and, and camaraderie. How do, you, how do you recommend that they do it? I, I, know for, I know for us, before we left, we, we made a list of all of our contact information and we shared it with everybody. So um, I would say it would be great to have on an administration level just a current list of emails and phone numbers of everybody that's doing the certification. And then, um, I mean, all, we, all I did was reach out. I, did, I just started reaching out and um, making an effort to connect with everybody there i think one of the exercises that you did the very first night with us really opened the door and that was the one where we turned like we were we had three people and we had to um write all of those things and say them to each other and that just immediately opened that heart space so i remember that that's what did it for me um, but I didn't really know anybody. Um, I knew Angela and I knew um, Carla. Carla and I knew Linda. But everybody else was brand new to me. Um, 
I really think that just having a contact list um, and like what we've talked about, the, the smaller circles. Yeah, that's great. So we, I, what I'm thinking is we could put, we can, because uh, I know Tina was supposed to have sent a contact list to everybody who went to the last one. Um, and, uh, but what we could do is in the member site, um, under the counseling, we can have a, um, a roster there of everybody who's in the certification program. And even on the Facebook page, you can attach documents on the closed Facebook page group. Great. Great. So I'll ask Aunt, uh, Linda to handle that. And we're keeping Linda in our prayers. I don't know if you all know, but her mom was in the hospital and she's home. She came home last night um, and uh, she's, I, my sense is there's a full recovery and good things are coming of it all, but it's been very um, time consuming and uh, sleepless nights for Linda and her sister and they're taking care of their precious mother. I think her mother was in the hospital twice actually. Oh, she really? Yeah, yeah. She she was in once. Her blood sugar was uh, way way high, like six hundred and something. And wow. then uh, she was released that next morning, and Linda took her home. And I I think Linda took her uh, to her uh, to the mother's home, and Linda was there with her. And then she fell, and uh, and Linda had to call an ambulance and and take her to the hospital again. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. So is she at home now? Uh, I, I, I'm not clear on that. Laurie, do you know? I don't believe that her mom is home right now. The latest text we got in our group, and I can just, I can just share it, is um, <clears throat> looks like we may have to place mom in an assisted living facility. And Rudy's home from work because the power went out on at dialysis Sunday and he's not feeling well. And he's not eating anything today. I'm releasing all of this to God. I may not be able to do anything about these things, but I would love prayers to help me remember he's got this. So um, I think mom... Huh? When was that? This afternoon. That, that was just today. Oh, okay. That was about an hour and a half ago. Yeah. Okay, um, my last contact was with her yesterday when she had brought her mom home. Okay, well then then she's home, but they are talking about the assisted, assisted living. Yeah. It's kind of serious for her husband to have missed a dialysis. Yeah, yeah, I that, get that. That's yeah. not a small thing. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so back to your other question... Uh, I think one of the most helpful things for me as far as being in contact with uh, my sisters is, um, uh, I think it was Angela. I don't know if, if it actually was Angela, just her name was first, but uh, we are in a little texting group and, and they're texts every day, although not everybody texts every day. Um, and, and that's very, very helpful. Yeah, you know, let me ask you, 
since not everybody texts every day, if you had it be, um, do you have any rules or guidelines in your text group? In the morning, we text our aspiration, our intention, and our goal. And in the evening, we text what we're grateful for. That was kind of the rough way it was set up. And um, I know that the people, I've talked to the people that aren't contributing to the text, but they still read them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so maybe um, it wouldn't be such a big deal to add some more people to that group. Well, I, I think it was suggest. I mean, it's it's fine with me. However, many people get added, but but someone suggested the last time we were on a community call, and there were a couple of people from from uh, your class from June in New York, that that they would have their own little texting circle. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, yeah, I heard that, and I appreciate <laughs> yeah. that, and I'm not against that. I just would like to see more blending so that the folks coming in new could be able to uh, be the clients of the people and vice versa, that there can be more um, blending. Sure, and anybody here as well is, is interested or anybody listening to this or watching this is interested, just get a hold of me. Um, and I am more- now through the Facebook group. Um, in the Facebook group say something on the Facebook page and I'll put a little announcement on there too. Also the, while, while you said this, Linda and I will be starting on Monday, as far as I know, the starting at the beginning of the masterful living one workbooks and moving forward and meeting weekly. And we're going to be meeting at 9am Eastern standard time on Monday mornings. And anyone is welcome to be part of that that wants to start doing the workbooks in a group or with, you know, together. So you're not doing it alone. Um, so just also, I'll put a little announcement on the, the new one. You started a new page. It's just for the certification, just for the counselors. Right. So I'm going to put it on that one. Right. Um, and I'll put my contact information because you're welcome. You're welcome to join us. It's a lot of fun. And um, yeah. And, and if you can't make that time, maybe you want us, someone wants to start another group that works for a better time. So yeah, we finished, we took a couple months and we finished finding freedom together and it, it's been great. And now we're going to do the Masterful Living workbooks together. So great. Yep. Good for you. So, uh, does anybody have any suggestions or thoughts or just even sharing? And we're going to wrap this up. Um, but just any suggestions or sharing about really getting your own counseling or anything like that? Are you getting counseling on a weekly basis? Anything like that that someone would like to share? Sheila. 
I just wanted to say, Jennifer, and yeah, I do my own counseling, not trading sessions, but with the counselor. That's a paid counselor that's been helpful. But one of the things since getting home from the retreat that has been helpful is to be able to swap sessions with um, the group that has come before. It just had given me an opportunity to intermingle with their group because there still feels like there's a little bit of them and us, oh. although there's not. Uh, but it gives us a different way. It seems like um, they do some of the things just a little bit different, and I like that. And I, it's just having the experience versus us new ones because we're all swapping amongst ourselves. <laughs> so it has been really helpful to have the ones that um, haven't already gotten their hours that will swap with us new folks. It's been really helpful. I'm grateful for that. There's a couple of folks I swap with. And I love that. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Very helpful. Yeah, there's no them and us. It's just familiarity. That's all. Elizabeth? Um, I, I have uh, three therapy sessions a week. Uh, uh, two with uh, a PTSD and trauma therapist and one with my other A Course in Miracles teacher. And I, um, I also uh, have, uh, have traded quite a bit with Angela. Wonderful. Thank you all. Yeah, so... Um... What I know for myself is uh, it's really essential to me being effective at doing what I'm doing that I'm, um, I'm getting support in this way and having my own counselors and doing my own session work um, to constantly be clearing the field and, um, and ha having insights and ahas really contributes to my constant expansion you know I, I I know some teachers that they don't seem to have changed that much in you know let's say the 10 years that I've known them or whatever and um, I feel like I'm constantly uh, growing and learning and uh, expanding so and I that part of that is because I'm I'm really doing that inner work and it, for me, I like to, to do it with another person. Yeah. So I'm excited about these activation and acceleration sessions that we're designing. Uh, my, my goal is that you would begin doing them next week, uh, having one of your own with Lori, Linda, or Angela, and then um, we create some kind of a... a I'd like to have some kind of a meeting where we all, all the ones who have done it come together and uh, we can take our collective learning and refine the processes and then uh, that you can offer them to uh, the people who are in Masterful Living and uh, in Finding Freedom and we're really helping to accelerate the whole community hugely and because uh, uh, my feeling is that 
uh, all of us and our awakening it's just uh, it's the greatest gift that we can give to this world and um is to walk in joy walk in joy to be free and uh to be uninhibited to feel expansive all the time unafraid uh confident assured because our hearts are so open our minds are so free and um I'm just really feeling like it's we're kicking out the jams and uh, spirit is providing. We're asking, spirit is providing, and uh, I'm so excited to share it with you. And the other thing is these, uh, once you have, uh, you've experienced it yourself, and then you start doing it with clients, you'll learn more, you'll learn more, we'll keep harvesting the learning from it, and you'll be able to get your sessions done and get certified and uh, everybody's life is going to be changing more and more. I just really feel the difference that it's going to make for each one of us individually and in the community. So, be God. All right. Yes, Elizabeth. Uh, before we, uh, we go, I just wanted to uh, give you a heads up. I'm finally going to be leaving town, uh, uh, I hope, uh, on Monday or Tuesday of next week. Uh, to go see my son and daughter-in-law and my three grandchildren on the West Coast. And so I'm going to be a little bit out of the box for October and, and maybe November. Um, I, I, you know, I just, I fly by the seat of my pants. So I, I, I don't have a, a schedule that's in, in concrete, but um, I, I may not be on the community calls or the, or the trainings for a couple of months. All right. Yeah. I know you'll have a good time with your family. Well, and the baby, I haven't seen him since he was 10 days old. Hmm. That, that's, that's way too long. So, long. yeah. How wonderful. It's a nice time of year to be in California, too. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's take that breath together. So grateful. So thankful for the love of God shining in our hearts and in our minds. So grateful to open ourselves to the unprecedented, unlimited flow of healing. Yes, the love is healing. It's flowing in our awareness. We are grateful to open ourselves to activation and acceleration. We're opening ourselves to more peace, more love, more joy, more freedom. We are grateful and thankful to share all these benefits joyfully with all beings because we're one with them. So grateful to be in the flow of healing, the flow of love. In gratitude, this is what I know for each one of us. And I speak a special word for Linda here and now, knowing that right where she is, where her mother is, where her husband is, that they are joined in this loving prayer and that we are calling forth wholeness as divine expression in each one. So grateful and so thankful to know that Linda, and Rudy, and Linda's mom are all supported and supplied by the love of God. They have everything they need. Everything is working for them. And in gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Bless you. Bless you. Bye for now. Bye. Oh, uh, uh, thank you, Jennifer, for uh, living a course in miracles. 
Oh, you're welcome. Mm -hmm. Completely my pleasure. Yeah. I, I missed it yesterday, but I, I was on there today. So at least you gave your time, but at least you gave yourself time to go to the bathroom before you had to do the next thing. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Have a good trip.